You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul continues his discussion of Exodus, stressing the importance of submitting to and not circumscribing the biblical text. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Let's go back to Exodus, and his sister stood at a distance to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh, and that parallels what? That parallels Joseph's wife. Okay, his wife Asenat was the daughter of the high priest. Okay, here we have this. Very important in scripture because the scriptural God is the sole functioning deity in the Bible, not the sole deity as this stupid philosophical monotheism that is the heart of all theology. It's ridiculous. You have lots of Baals in the Bible. And in Hosea, the Lord behaves as a Baal. But functionally, he is the only one who is ultimately functional. And thus, he controls not only his people, but also the Egyptians, because all the peoples are his peoples, as we hear in Genesis 10. Okay, take your time and explain to the people. So Moses is going to be reared as an Egyptian. And here I would like to point out this biblical reality that connects Joseph and Moses in value that they are not Jews or Hebrews the way the Jews and Christians they understand it they are like us and not like our Muslim neighbors in Minneapolis they are not like the Somalis and the funny thing is that those Christians East and West in their depictions of Jesus present him as a northern European that's why the Scandinavians and the Finns love the Christian pictures Jesus looks like us are you kidding me but that's what we do now if it is only in pictures I don't mind but this pervades from A to Z our so called theology and we need to dismantle that as soon as possible and not say it is okay that you put the Theotokos as though she is half Bedouin brown and so excuse me friends it doesn't matter okay why because you can find a blonde Bedouin 
in the story of Lawrence of Arabia. But this is a fictional story because it's a historical story. It is not biblical. Lawrence of Arabia wanted to dismantle the Ottoman Empire. He didn't come to save everybody. Okay, friends, please hear me out. And she found the basket among the reeds. Notice the repetition of the souf, which means in preparation of the story, just to tell you how God functions, remember, I mean, you know that, later he will call Nebuchadnezzar as his servant, and he will call Cyrus as his shepherd, and his anointed, come on friends, come on! You have an Egyptian elite that saves Moses from among the Suf, the reeds as God will save later Moses and his brethren from the reeds of the sea, the Suf. Friends, friends, I want you to hear the story now to come back to that parishioner of Father Mark I'm not asking her to teach her children Hebrew I'm asking her to teach them scripture that is written in Hebrew that's a big difference but this is how people like to do as God said about his people and my good students always tell me Father Paul do not get super excited just keep excited because you look nice when you are excited but don't you ever think and hope that things are going to change during your lifetime they may possibly at the earliest 75 years after your death and they are amazed when I smile because they think I'm smiling about their joke no I'm smiling because this gives me hope that it could be one day it can happen somehow not necessarily that things will change but there will be people 75 years from now that will carry on this kind of teaching and not the silly theology when she opened it she saw the child and lo the babe was crying she took pity on him very important this is the same word hamal which is to carry I mean if you know Arabic you have it like I put up with you in Arabic is I will carry your silliness as a burden but hambalak come on Arabic speaking people do something for having sakes meaning learn it first yourself not through English and German and Greek as most Orthodox do in the Middle East 
when I teach them, they are stunned when I give them examples in Arabic to tell them how silly and stupid they are. But here you have took pity. North Americans love the word pity. It gives you importance. I had pity on you, Father Paul. No, the verb will come up powerfully in the prophets especially in Ezekiel and it's very important because it plays on both sides that I put up with your silliness so I challenge you to preach one day from your pulpit when God has mercy on us it's not he forgives our trip that's how people understand sin that we tripped and so on and what's the big deal I mean he's a good man he's no he puts up with your silliness say it time and again from the pulpit but the difference is that you assume as the prodigal son that he's going to do as you wish but he slams you in the face look friend you are silly in your sin and also in your repentance and I'm going to stop putting up with you and there is this play by the way in Ezekiel and I'm going to do my will come on friends wake up Okay, so let's hear the text and explain from the Hebrew and not from the English as I see people do in their so-called Bible study. And they give high fives to each other. No, it doesn't work like that. You have to have someone knowledgeable to explain to you the text and not make you grin and laugh then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter shall I go and call you a nurse from there to nurse the child for you okay and Pharaoh's daughter said to her go so the girl went and called the child's mother very interesting that he was fed through the milk of his mother who in the text is a Hebrew Hebrewess and that is very important for the text that ultimately it is the will of God although Moses is going to appear as Egyptian as Joseph as we shall see in the story later when he interferes to bring peace to two of his fellow Hebrews and Pharaoh's daughter said to her take this child away and nurse him for me and I will give you your wages so the woman took the child and nursed him and the child grew and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son and she named him Moshe for she said because I drew him out of the water here you have a play on the verb Yasha which is to save but I have 
another theory regarding the name Moses you know sometimes the Hebrew does that you know but I believe one should stick with the original but I'm not going to draw you in this direction let's stick with the text as it stands for the time being one day when Moses had grown up he went out to his people which is brothers in the original and looked on their burdens and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew one of his people meaning brothers okay notice how the burdens without again iterating I don't want to overwhelm you more than necessary I just made my point that the original is important but burden whatever the original is indirectly connected to put up with someone so he looked this way and that as seeing no one he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand and here if you remember the story of Joseph you will realize how the author is introducing a differentiation between Moses and Joseph Joseph is important in his actions Moses is important in his teaching Moses is patterned after Jeremiah you know Jeremiah he told his people do not go to Egypt go to Babylon and he ended up going to Egypt which means that ultimately he did not do what he asked the other people do and we see it reflected in the story of Moses who ultimately was punished by not being allowed to enter into the land because at one point he disobeyed God okay again quickly I belabor the issues that are linked directly to the texts but the others I throw them now and then to open up your horizon and vision not to circumscribe scripture as though you are coming from outside it and control it but to submit to the entirety of the scriptural narrative that's what I'm asking you to do and please do not misconstrue that and I told you already I'm accountable for what I taught you not for the notes you took while you were listening to me while yawning so here Moses did something that is the opposite of what Joseph did when he saved both the Egyptians and his brethren through his wisdom which was acknowledged even by Pharaoh so watch out of Moses especially you the Orthodox who like just always to sanctify human beings and make heroes in other words your bloody traditional Greeks from the classical period of Greece their heroes are semi-gods for heaven's sakes if not gods and don't tell me no that's what we do Joseph is okay but please don't paint his icon leave him as he is but watch out for Moses and for Jeremiah Moses Jeremiah it is the text of Matthew 23 that applies to them 
Listen to them, but do not do as they do. Hear me, all ye preachers and pastors. Stop behaving as though in your sermon you are communicating to follow you. I know you don't say that, but when I hear you, that's not only the impression, that's the conviction I get when you are speaking. But you cover it by speaking about the saints, especially the Orthodox. They are saints lovers because they are Greeks at heart, you know, they love their gods and their heroes and their Achilles and Odysseus and uh, what can I do? So watch out. That's why God let me go a little bit on this aside because as I said and you all know my asides are very important. God was fed up with Jeremiah and when he approached Ezekiel he said to him shut your lips and your mouth I'm going to open your mouth only once and shove my written text in you not as in Jeremiah my words because the Shavi has to have it open and then smile to the dentist while he's putting his no I'm going to shove my written text once and only once and you're going to spit it out and my great joke is that all Ezekiel was asked to do is to burp and I remember I was speaking at a university in Wichita, Kansas and then uh, the professor said come on Father Paul are you saying that all uh, Ezekiel did was burp obviously he wanted to defend his pulpit I said yes and I wish that all our professors and preachers would do the same and then you could hear a pin drop so we need to enter into the total scriptural story there is no God like thee we say at Pentecost the Orthodox there is no God like thee but we have a lot of brothers and sisters that are like you through theosis I mean what are you talking about if there is no one like thee then there is no one like thee the Bible as literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network